Welcome, soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we're going to be talking about the really epic game that we witnessed yesterday at Harkow Park uh, with the 2-1 last-minute PK goal and what I'm dubbing, as y'all know already, with this podcast title, The Miracle at Harkow Park, uh, because we'll talk about more about why that was the case, but that, that's, that's how I'm feeling right now until we get another replica of the miracle and then might replace this one but before Dude, we there's get started no, there's there's no <laughs> secret the miracle happened like 90th minute stuff that's that's like no secret but anyhow <laughs> well I, i'm saying in case you know roro says like hey, you know what playoff time we're gonna have a different one so that's why I, I, i'm i'm like oh, it, another one could claim it but for now this is it <laughs> well <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and introduce our two co-hosts today Sharon and Jared. Um, first, let's go to you, Sharon. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, thanks for thanks for asking. Um, hey, I finally dried out from last night's press conference where I was drenched and cold afterwards. But, you know, Roro was the guy standing in the pouring rain with us. And I I think I, he's just like phenomenal. But um to do that with us and for us at the press conference, but I'm doing good. I'm dried out. I'm I'm happy. It is the next day. We've had good rain and we are moving on to the next round at the U S open cup. And we couldn't be happier. I've bought six tickets just to make sure that people get to go to the match. So happy days, Jared, how are you? Uh, Wishing we had that rain that y'all were enjoying, but other than that, doing excellent. I was just, uh, Lucky to be able to watch the draw uh, live as it happened, and we're going to talk about that next round, so I'm definitely glad we're able to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah that's going to be interesting, too. So um, we'll be talking more about that game uh, here towards the end of the show today. But before we get started, uh, let's go ahead and go with uh, Golazos of Gratitude. I, I mean, we have a couple of them here. So, uh, Jared, you, you want to start us off with any, any that you have? Well, I have to say, uh, first of all, as far as on the pitch, uh, glasses of gratitude to the Fresno supporters that made it out. Um, you know, it was a great match. It was hard fought and y'all made the, the trip up. Yeah. You know, I know the results probably weren't, weren't what, what you were hoping, but you know, like we know it's going to be a great matchup for years to come. So looking forward to the next time. And thank you once again for, for coming up and filling up some of the seats, showing support for the Fuego. Uh, off the pitch, I got to give Golazos a gratitude to my manager, who is actually going on a vacation for this week. And without me asking, said, oh, by the way, you can work from home the rest of the week since you're going to be the only one there. So definitely big, big Golazos of gratitude to my manager for that. So I'll have to see what, what I can get him from New Jersey in a couple weeks or something. <laughs> you know what's so funny? WFH is like so awesome when you when you least expect it and you're given WFH, it's wonderful to have. Yes, uh, WFH is definitely uh, amazing, <laughs> especially since uh, your your physical work. There's hardly a place to walk around, you know, for for lunch or anything like that. But you know, glad to, glad to have it. How about you, Luisa? How about your uh, Galazos? So for my goals of gratitude, I have a couple here. First one goes out here to Sharon uh, for uh, being at the press conference, for um, you know having to deal with the rain, especially when uh, the Roro interview happened. There was some rain that started to come through and it got really windy. And so uh, thank you for being there representing us. That was really great. I appreciate it. And so does my uncle as well. <laughs> um and speaking of my uncle, shout out to uh, my uncle who I brought to the game yesterday. Uh, I was really glad that he was able to witness a really great game and that uh, he was willing to sacrifice and sleep because he has to work really early. So shout out to my uncle, Freddie, for uh, joining me at the game uh, yesterday. And he's going to be joining me at the game against uh, Phoenix in the next Open Cup, too. So uh, hopefully Sacramento can give him another great game in two weeks. And then uh, also shout out to all of our uh, podcast friends who were in section 105. Uh, we just, we knew so many people and Sharon, I think knew even more people, I'm sure <laughs> that I didn't know in the area too. And some new people that we met there as well that were sitting in front of us. So 
shout out to all of them because we we were definitely loud and it's always really great when you could talk to everyone in your section about whatever goes on and last but not least uh shout out to connor there you go uh for uh the birthday message that he put at halftime for my uncle since his birthday is coming up here soon so uh, that was really great uh, i really appreciate that considering that uh, during open cup games uh the atmosphere is a little different at stadiums right you don't have the full experience which is understandable because you know half or even probably more of that of the stadium isn't open so uh, i i really appreciate that they still were able to change some things on the jumbotron because it wasn't really as uh active as as other times so thank you and keeping on that topic of birthdays, um, I actually have a, a follower on Twitter, uh, Zen State. Uh, her daughter was celebrating a 10th birthday last night at the match. So this is just keeping on the, the whole topic of birthday wins. Uh, first, my birthday win uh, when we were playing against Tulsa. Also, uh, Rebel Cacique's uh, birthday against Monterey. And then now last night. So who's got a birthday on May 11th? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll think of somebody. It's got to be a friend of mine. But yeah, this is awesome. These birthday wins. Michael Lazo gratitude definitely goes to Roro and the communications team for standing there in the freaking pouring rain after the game. You know, yeah, you know, all of us can go get dried out. But this man just played 90 plus minutes, scored the game winner, scored the assist, you know, had the assist on our first goal with Dan Casey. And, you know, the, the the guy just is nails and is so humble. If you listen to the press conference, which we'll play in a little while, you'll hear him answer a certain question as though he didn't do enough last night. And that was like farthest from the truth. My other golazo of gratitude goes to the um, any of the players that listen to this podcast. We really appreciate you listening in and um, you know, know that we love you no matter what goes on in the game or what doesn't go on in the game. We really appreciate it. We we like the fact that you recognize us when we're out there and just couldn't, you know, couldn't hug you enough kind of a thing. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and, and hear what it's like to be a fan and to hear other people's perspectives. Like when we do the live show, we really appreciate you. So Thanks a lot. And Luis, it was fabulous sitting next to you and all the other folks that we knew and we gathered around, you know, in our little group. So just it was it was a fabulous night last night. Gratitude to everybody who made it super special and put up with my not really profanity, but, you know, (laughs) colorful comments, you know, and the loud voice and. At least Luther, when we said, or I said, got your back, he turned around, kind of had that look of, oh, my God, she's in the crowd right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and I saw it, too. I saw when that happened right there. <laughs> he was, <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I do have Let's to say, I, I learned how much Sharon doesn't like the fourth officials. <laughs> Especially the one from yesterday. <laughs> Well, she was standing behind people. So how could she even see the game? And I even looked at coach and coach was like, talk to me, talk to me. And she was like totally ignoring him. Fourth official is actually supposed to be a little bit more interactive with the coaches, you know, especially when they have questions. And she was acting, I don't know, as though she wasn't there. And it's like, no, be confident. If you're the fourth official, I don't care if you're male or female, be that confident person that works alongside the whole game, you know, with the, with the coach, with the coaches, because they oftentimes don't know what it is that was or wasn't seen. And a fourth official can quickly diffuse a situation and comment on it. And I suppose we're getting into the game analysis at this point. Some of the players don't see everything that the fan can see. So, you know, when, when we talk about these other little, uh, I don't know, details of the match, it's, you know, it's valuable. I don't know. Maybe it's just us off gassing, you know, our frustration, but thank you, Luis, for acknowledging the fact that sometimes I'm, I don't care much for the fourth official. Uh, no, that, that, it was really fun to to hear all the commentary and, and all that too. I just thought of one last colossal of gratitude. Um, this one's going out to our podcast magic billion because post game, especially after a game where you lose at the last minute, it's always really tough. Right. And you could see it. And, 
all the Fuego players and all that. And I could see it in him as well. But shout out to him for still um, coming back and, and talking to the fans and then getting his podcast merch, which if y'all haven't seen it, there's a picture going around, right, where he has the hat and the scarf. Well, uh, thankfully, we're able to uh, give him that. And so he's he's officially a part of the team now with <laughs> with the scarf and hat. So there you go. So let's go ahead and start talking about the game yesterday. Uh, again, 2-1, last minute win. First half, I don't know about you guys, but it was one-sided. Uh, Fuego clearly came to park the bus, and I don't blame them. It's probably a good strategy, um, especially when you're playing against a team like Sacramento away, and you you just want to see what you can get right out of the game and you know just well, were- play different in the second half. They were waiting for the counter. They knew what they had going forward on the counter. They they knew that they could do what they did when they scored their one goal. They they knew how the counter would work on us. And so, yeah, you're right, Luis. They they kind of parked the bus, and it was hard to penetrate. But I think our guys did a really good job. And by the way, um, for anybody who saw the goal and any of the replays about Dan Casey, it kind of felt a little bit like Matt Lagrasse's goal. It's like I hit it with some part of my body, and it went in. You know how Matt was all like, I felt the ball in the back of my head. And then I realized when I looked down looking for it, it actually was in the goal. And this Dan Casey thing <laughs> felt really similar to that. It's kind of like, I don't think he had, it's kind of like it went off the back of his heel. And I was like, all right, Dan, you've scored. <laughs> hey, as long as you're not using hands, everything's good. I don't know, Luis, did you kind of, I mean, like you, I don't know that you and I even knew, we thought it was an own goal. We thought it was, you know, it, it was just the most bizarre of goals, right? Yeah, I, I thought it was an own goal at first, right? And in the stadium, they thought Roro scored. If you heard right, the, the announcers, they said Roro initially. Yeah. And then I think Connor corrected everything and was like, oh, no, wait, it wasn't Roro, like, but everyone thought it was Roro, right? Because he just pulled a shot. But I thought it was an own goal. And if you look yeah, at the replay, it's an optical illusion. If you look at the replay, because the Fuego guy also makes the same movement, but the ball's already going in. But it's kind of hard to tell. I've had to really look at it hundreds yeah. of times. <laughs> it, felt, it felt a lot like the Matt Lagrasse goal. <laughs> so it's like, hey, defenders and D-mids, D- thanks for getting these weird goals for us. We love it. We'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, any way they score, like Jared said, is is perfectly yeah. good with us. Uh, hey, if it's a handball goal and referee doesn't catch it, then <laughs> it's happened to us. So why can't we do it? You know? Exactly. As as long as they don't use that that song for for goals, my neck, my back. Let's not use that song, even if they do score with their neck or their back. <laughs> oh, I think, I think I hear that. Hashtag SOTR after dark. <laughs> because of the other lyrics yeah okay oh, i don't okay. know what you're talking about but i'm assuming they're a little tainted or dirty or whatever yeah, the, the song is a little bit dirty so <laughs> that's that's why i'm saying don't don't use that song even if they do use those body parts so before the goal happened uh this, this is an observation that both sharon and i uh were talking about keko was being really unselfish which is good, right? I mean, we, we like players that are unselfish, giving pass a lot, but there were a couple of moments where he could have just taken the shot, right? He had a good angle to take it. And there, there was also a uh, one-on-one moment. Uh, I don't know if you recall this, Sharon, where uh, Gecko was just in front oh of God. Ant-Man and he could have yeah. scored. He, yeah, there were several times where if Keiko had pulled the trigger a little sooner as opposed to, well, you know, he's doing his job. His job is to make sure, you know, that other that the strikers learn how to score because that was one of the Keiko could score at will. I'm certain of that. But I think a little bit of what he's been brought in to do is work with the young guys, you know, work with the Zikos, working with the Duggies, you know, and get them into good positions for their goals, you know, and, and working with some of our speedy outside wingers and, you know, a little bit of that distribution. We may change it up, uh, you know, next game or two when we find that, okay, you know, we'll focus maybe on knockdowns, rebounds. There was a couple things that we needed to do a little better also, which is back post. Um, we had a couple situations where every one of us was looking for a back post run and it wasn't there. So it, so we're, we're still in the work in progress mode, but Keko, I'll tell you what, 
his movement with and without the ball is just stellar. And, you know, we appreciate him. We appreciate the fact that he's trying to set these guys up. However, you're right. There were times he missed a couple of his own personal goal scoring opportunities. Had he just pulled the trigger? You know what? You know how when a guy, <laughs> this is the funniest thing, because we see Emil do it and we've seen a couple other guys do it. They receive the ball. When they receive it, there's like only maybe one defender, right? And then they kind of start dribbling across the face of the goal to get it on their better foot or to get what they think might be a better shooting angle or a crease or a seam. And by the time they get it to where they really want it, by this time now, the defense has recovered and the openings have diminished. And then it's too late to pull the trigger. And so it's kind of like that first touch, like Jack Gurr. Jacker, I don't know. Yeah, we saw him do first touch shots, first touch shot, first touch shot. Even Duke tried a couple of those, you know, get it, shoot it from the outside wide. I think Roro had one. I know Jacker had one. Dan Casey tried one. Remember, he tried one from mid. I think it was midfield and it, it didn't quite work out. It went a little high or maybe that was Jack. But make a long story short, we're watching this team develop. We're watching them learn what they want to do and what they can do with each other. And it's kind of pretty, you know, to, to watch the development of the squad and to see where Mark Briggs is going to take them. And w- one interesting comment that I observed, uh, and this one I was looking at the replay uh, here on, on ESPN Plus, is that th- they had uh, Carlos as our starting goalkeeper uh-huh. on the lineup. And then, you know, we, we saw, right, that Danny V then was on the team post, but I don't know what happened there or what this going to, like, the whole lineup was correct. It was just... Carlos was in goal, not Danny, on ESPN+. Plus. Something must have happened, you know? So something must, must have been not quite okay between the, the, you know, when the lineup was posted. And, and unless, who knows, maybe ESPN made a mistake. Uh, could have been a combination between ESPN Plus and uh, USSF because technically it is using uh, the, the Federation's uh, information. I mean, it used to be the Open Cup was on the YouTube channel, but of course now ESPN Plus uh, taking ownership of the rights. So it could be a combination of both. Or did, did they hear me in the town hall, perhaps? Probably a little <laughs> possibility, but <laughs> is that why they were like, oh, well, they mentioned Carlos or they they mentioned uh, Carlos and more than one person mentioned it on this live show. So we think it's probably what, what the case is, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Luis, let, let me make sure that your head fits through the doorway. You know, no, ESPN was not <laughs> to us. Nobody. <laughs> uh, you're killing me. <laughs> I wanted to have a bobblehead moment there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> may Either that or perhaps you have a Mickey Mouse uh, little figurine that has a microphone <laughs> installed instead. <laughs> oh my god stop it oh my god you so make fun of disney and espn plus so that's so funny so so speaking of you know things that are kind of different i oh, i don't even know if i want to say this no no i'll hold it for another day another time but uh yeah okay yeah well one thing i have to say i mean about the goalkeepers too i mean danny did a really great job yesterday Oh my I mean, gosh! Yes. The, the, the guy had a lot of great saves and 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 a few opportunities right that Fuego had, and so I, I gotta say he's he's been doing really good. Uh, I was just surprised personally just to see that Carlos was not given the chance to play in the cup, right? And I spoke to Carlos uh, after the game. He passed by luckily right there, and I was like, hey, just I just want a quick question too. And uh, he was match fit. He's not injured at all. He, he's oh. good, and so. Yeah, I, I, it was it was interesting to me, right, to, huh. to not see that too. But well, uh, one more comment I wanted to make here on this first half, and Sharon, you missed this moment, but I'm so glad that we actually have the game pulled up here, and I have the minute that it happened. But um, Luis Felipe had a great opportunity, hit the crossbar. Uh, this was in the 37th minute, and it just kind of went to show that we were still, you know having our opportunities as we did right throughout the first half. But this one was probably the, the most clear opportunity that happened because we actually hit the crossbar. And that was the only moment throughout the game that I believe we hit the crossbar. But, I mean, credit to Ant-Man. And, by the way, for those who don't know, uh, Fuego's goalkeeper's last name is actually Ant-Man. 
I'm not making fun of anyone. That's his last name. So just wanted just wanted to put that out there too. Just he, so, yeah. Dude had a dude had a freaking shield and he had superpowers to keep all of our shots out of goal. Um, but I'm sorry that I missed the Luis Felipe crossbar thing because actually when I when I look at the framing of all the players around the goal, we did the perfect framing. We had um we had Lee on the back post, we had guys crashing the box, we had Matt Lagrassa coming in for a knockdown rebound. So we had the proper framing of the goal. And we'll talk about um some of the goal framing later in the in the podcast, you know, the a couple of missed opportunities. But otherwise, hey we still won, you know, and that's the bottom line. That's what everybody reminds us of. That's what Dan Casey said in the post-game match. That's what Mark Briggs said. That's what Roro said. All that matters is we advanced. So all of whatever we say is kind of like incidental. <laughs> However, you know, it helps us look forward to what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. I think it's always good to make sure that we know, right. What went right. What went wrong, even with wins. Right. I mean, there's still some things like that you can take away from, any game and the, the next game is going to be a lot more tougher and we, we need to make sure that um of course if we have any opportunities let's try to get a lot of those um finished right and not you know uh just have the one goal lead and then you know get tied on just like it happened here too um but i have to say it, it was really critical that we scored a goal in the first half and luckily we did get the goal right with uh then Casey coming through and, you know, just pulling the wonder goal <laughs> that he scored. And so I think if we went, went nil-nil at halftime, we would have seen a completely different game because uh, in the second half, Fuego was just literally on fire. <laughs> um, it was a whole different team. Uh, of course, they were now one goal down, so they had to change their formation, their strategy and all that. But you know, it makes you wonder if they had been playing like that since the beginning. I think we would have seen the scores that all three of us here predicted. One of those scores probably would have happened had they played as they did in the second half. But of course, everyone has their own strategy and just different things like that. So that's that's what they did. And it almost worked out for them. But kind of uh, fast forwarding over to the 65th minute. And I have to point this one out because had this goal been scored on at this minute it could have been a completely different game and again when i mentioned earlier about things to like pinpoint as things that we learned from this game i think this is one of those moments that definitely uh should be reviewed by coach and by the players just to figure out like all right what went wrong because we're gonna have more situations like this in the future but our uh good old podcast magic had a couple of different opportunities but in the 65th minute, he actually had uh, what I'd say was the clearest maybe fuego opportunity and a really good uh, just uh, demonstration of his uh, skill that we know he already has with the ball. Yeah, so <laughs> we interviewed him not too long ago and we asked him about how he how he's able to visualize and you know the the game so quickly and react so quickly and one of his comments was i've played the game for so long and i practice practice you know it's like the dude does not ever stop uh watching how other players react to him he knows kind of like any move somebody might make he's you know he's a phenomenal player i know that coach mark briggs really praised roro He's, you know, basically being one of the best players he's ever coached with the best touch, you know, and, and all of that. We'll listen to the press conference here in a little bit. But, you know, William Bijev, right place, right time, so very often. So when he missed this goal, this shot, you have no idea the whole crowd exhaled because mm -hmm. we did not we did not want to get tied upon, even though we ended up getting tied. That clear open scoring opportunity was intense amazing and scary all at the same time for us yeah that was definitely something we dreaded to seeing as far as this goes we knew it was going to happen but in the in the same uh, breath we're just glad that he's missed just by millimeters or so because looking at this uh, play right now granted uh, the wet uh, field played a role in it as well but he was able to 
get by not one, but two defenders in the box, just barely gets at the at the wrong angle by maybe a millimeter or so. But I mean, that could easily have uh, been a tie ma- match right then and there, knowing uh, Villian's uh, experience and expertise. So, yeah, th- we definitely had a sigh of relief. We still would have uh, golf clapped if he had scored, but thankfully it didn't come to that. <laughs> yeah, we kind of didn't want that moment to happen. And uh, I have a little detail to share when we talk about their goal. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, luckily for us, that didn't happen. But I, I think it's just one of those things that, you know, we need to watch out for because other teams are going to have more of these opportunities where you have your defender pull a crazy long distance pass just to happen here. And you're going to have past players like Bijev on you. Right. So I just think just some things to keep in mind for the future, because uh, if it happens again, we know we might not be as uh, lucky. Well, moving on to the goal that they um, scored, they get their goal in. At, so moving on to uh, the goal that Fuego ends up scoring 76th minute. Uh, again, another great play by Bijev with the assist coming through and Jack had a hard time, right? Just marking Bijev, which we can't blame him again. Bijev is a really talented guy. And so he pulls a great assist that just goes right to the Fuego player. And unfortunately we see Lee slip and I have my own thoughts on that. I think it was a combination of the rain and also the fact that we had the sprinklers on at halftime, which Still don't quite understand why we had them on, considering there was rain in the forecast. But that's that's beyond. beyond Wait a minute, me. was it Lee that slipped? I see a different player down. Uh, yeah, it was Lee that slipped. Yeah, Dan, uh, Dan tried to uh, tackle, but it was. No, who's that person behind Lee that was closing in? Who's the person coming in wide that was closing in? Oh, who's, let, 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 who's let me do a slow mo. Let me do a slow mo. There's somebody closing on the far side of Lee. I know Lee slipped, but who's who's closing? It? Oh yeah, Lee slips bad. But who's Lee closing? Oh, you know what? It's Darth Vader. Oh, that's right. Oh, Damia just kind of let it slide. Oh, you know, Damia was a high point getting subbed in, but to let the guy get on his inside shoulder—that's a rookie mistake. That's a that's a that's a little bit of a rookie mistake. I'm sure the guys. Okay, so this is this is critical. Mark and everybody, they're going to be totally reviewing things because Lee has two. Lee has two. Matt didn't drop fast to pick up one of Lee's two, so Lee split them. Lee Lee was by, behind a guy. Dan's in no man's land. He didn't pick up anybody, but that's okay because he's cutting angle. But if you see, Lee had two to Mark, and you know. It's just one of those laps, quick lapses of, of concentration to not have somebody come back and deal with one of, one or both of the strikers to kind of give Lee. It's not Lee's fault because he had two guys to mark because Damia and Matt didn't like drop into position, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the Damia. Uh, and I mean, it all happened so quick, right? We're here it, looking yeah, at it, like, super slow motion, right? But. Right. Had Damia just like for a split second, just like moved a little bit closer to his mark, he could have actually tackled him. Right. Look at the at the replay, right? Because the the Fuego player, like he still has a slight moment, right, where he's trying to take control of the ball. Right. Uh, it, it's too late when he tries to the tackle. Yeah. So yeah, he, and that's not one. exactly, and that's not a Danny. That's not a Danny issue. I mean, there was nothing Danny could do. I mean, th- that was just mm-hmm. too close range. That was totally just a little breakdown in defense, but the guys, I have faith in them. They're going to learn from this. Like you said earlier, mm-hmm. all these things are learning experiences. And this is a fabulous opportunity for communication to happen, you know, cause that was also, if you remember right about that time was when everything was very frenetic and frantic on the field. That was when Fuego was pressing hard. Mm-hmm. And then they went even further after they scored this equalizer it got even more frantic and frenetic and Roro and the guys learned how to slow the pace down and just play our game. So, you know, we, we got over, this was kind of like that hump that we had to get past where it was Jared, just so you know, I know you weren't able to watch this game live, but there was a point where the crowd was involved. We hated the referee. You know, (laughs) we were focused on the calls. We were focused on 
because there was a lot of yellow cards handed out during this little time period chunk. And, you know, and then, and then we get scored on and we lost a little, we lost our, we lost our way for a second or two. And then we got it back and you'll see, uh, and it was a beautiful thing to see us get it back. Right. It wasn't yeah. our boy oh, yeah. Rivas, was it? <laughs> What'd you uh, say? I said, it wasn't our boy Rivas, was it? No, no, but no. He, thank God. He, he might was, as well should have been his brother, though. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, well, actually, was, you know what? I mean, we did get a PK at the end, so I mean, uh, it, you know, yes, we we didn't like some of the refereeing throughout the game, but when you get a PK at the end, it's like, all right, well, we'll let it slide, right? Rebus did not do that for us, so he's he doesn't get that pass. So yeah, okay, yeah, he's he's not for, so much. He's a stepbrother, Rebus stepbrother. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> for all for all we know, this could be a new version of the New Heart Show. I'm Melvin. This is my brother Melvin. This is my other brother Melvin. <laughs> I know once again I'm I'm showing my age, but uh <laughs> YouTube it. You'll you'll see what I mean. It's out there. But you know, uh I don't know if this is a way to uh, defend uh Darth Vader, right? Which uh <laughs> if anyone was at the game yesterday too, we were uh humming the Darth Vader song as he was being subbed in. And we'll, we'll upload the video uh, later on to our social so y'all can see <laughs> what we did. Shout out to everyone who joined us in on, on that. <laughs> but, I did see that video. I did see that. That was okay. awesome. <laughs> um, if, if there's anything that I would say is that I think he thought Lee had control over it. Of course, you shouldn't assume things. You should probably still uh, mark your guy right. But I'm assuming that he just went with, oh, Lee's right there. And if Lee doesn't slip, then, you know, he's right there, right? He, it's all good. But that, that's that's my only thought as to why he wasn't marking him as close. But, of course, that, that, that shouldn't be – you shouldn't rely on that always, especially when it's raining too and slip-ups could happen. So Good points. All good points. And one observation, as I mentioned earlier, that – and you know, I, I watched this goal a couple of times, right, just to see kind of what where we went wrong and all that. But as I was watching it in slow mo, uh, I noticed something interesting, and I don't know if anyone else noticed it too. But as all the Fuego players are celebrating, Bijev is right there, not really wanting to celebrate, right, just kind of like observing them and you know maybe just giving them a a quick hug, right, because they all kind of see him there. But I, I think you know the guy knew he's back in Sacramento. He doesn't. I mean, yes, he's happy for his team, right? But he doesn't want to be like the other guys, right? That might be like just ecstatic. So I thought you know, that was kind of interesting. He he didn't he like no middle finger to us. He he was a class act, mm-hmm. and even Mark Briggs in the press conference says, you know, to 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 beat our rival where we really respect our rival. He goes, it's a tough thing, you know, to do to have to eliminate somebody a team that we like. Mm-hmm. You know, because we do, we we cultivate this team. We love this team, and he, and Mark Briggs felt bad, but you know, there's got to be a winner and a loser. And I think Bijev was embodying something very similar to that. You know, he 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 knows he's beloved here, and he knows he had to do a job against the team that whose fans just still really adore him. Basically, he didn't want to pull a tainter. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I didn't say that. That was you, buddy. That's all me, and I'll own it. <laughs> well, but, but, San Antonio but, did advance to the next phase of the cup, so who knows? We might we might get him if we keep moving on. No, yeah. I don't want to get that team. <laughs> oh, imagine Phoenix and San Antonio. Oh, this would be one sweet cup, even if you don't win it. <laughs> I hope they both lose. <laughs> all right, but, well, but, but yeah. no, what's what? What uh, Sharon said was definitely spot on as far as uh, Bijev uh, not being too over, overly uh, celebratory of that goal. I mean, because I mean, it, it's it's a delicate balance in a situation like this. I mean, you definitely want to show support for your team, but also you know you want to pay respect to the, to the club that you've been with for several seasons. So it's it, it, it's a difficult thing, you know. But he was able to at least you know. Acknowledged the goal was there, you know, got got uh, hugs from his uh, teammates. But, yeah, I mean, he, he just knew something like this was going to happen. Perhaps if he had scored, I mean, he probably might have uh, toned it down a little bit if, if that had happened. But definitely class act uh, from Billion, as always. 
Yeah, so shout out to him for for doing that too. And it's it's what we like to see from former players. This is the kind of attitude that that we ask for. And you know, uh, we'll have to see who's our next former player we play against. But when Darek comes by, if he does anything, then we would also hope that he would also um, do the same thing. Oh my God, I can't wait to see that man. <laughs> I can't wait to see him again and Derek Formella and just everybody whom we love, you know, playing <laughs> elsewhere because we really do appreciate all of our uh, players at a distance, you know, who, who are playing elsewhere. So, so anyhow, let's get on to the good stuff. Yeah, let's get on to the, oh, the sweet last minute. And Ugh. I don't think I've ever seen a game, at least in person, right, where we win at the very last minute. And this was literally the last minute of play where really we was. get the PK. And I mean, to... It's indescribable what the stadium atmosphere felt like when we got the PK. But uh, even without seeing a replay, I don't know how you felt, Sharon. I thought, yeah, there's clearly no doubt it's a PK. Like, th- there was no doubt. I didn't, I didn't even need I know the Jumbotron wasn't showing the game at all. <laughs> so we couldn't, like, go turn over there and see if uh, we can get a replay of it too. But it, it was a clear penalty. And I have to say that, I am really surprised that the Fuego player fouled uh, Matt LaGrasa like that because I, I think that even without fouling Matt, he could have still had a good mark. And I don't think Matt would have shot right away. He probably would have taken it to the corner kick, gone as a corner. So good for us, right? We get a last-minute PK, but I just thought it was uh, yeah. kind of interesting and how he did that. <laughs> Matt doesn't go down. Matt Matt is not a guy that's going to try to like fake a foul. You know, there's guys that flop. You watch how he went down, and it was a clatter. So he did. He there. Matt does not go down easy, and and trust me, I know I know Matt really well, and I you know I know he's in the box, and players are all like, okay, I'm in the box. You know, if I happen to go down, whatever. Um, but look at he shot it once. Their keeper saved it, and then he went to do it again, and boom, down he goes. I know he could have got that ball. You know, after he was trying to collect it. And, you know, possibly take either a another shot or or whatever he was going to do. But he, he, it was a clear it was a clear foul. You could just you could just tell it was. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. They take a chance. Their keeper was hot. So when you take a chance in the box as a defender and go after an attacker, you don't want to go after Matt. Right. Because, you know, Matt won't go down, but he did. We win. The PK, everybody's happy. We actually, at that point in time, the minute we won that PK, we all knew it was going to be Roro taking it. Thank God he was still on the field, right? Did not get Mm -hmm. subbed off. We knew it was going to be Roro. We knew game was in the bag. We stood up. It was a cheering like nobody can imagine. We all videoed the the you know the moment before when we were celebrating we were videoing the celebration of getting awarded the pk and then and then (laughs) the pk and then you know it was just like it was nuts the the stadium went nuts three times once when we got awarded the pk twice when the pk went in and of course that lasted forever and then third time when you know 30 seconds later the referee blew the whistle but this was the most nuts crowd who let who stayed through a rain squall we had a bit of a rain squall all of a sudden remember Luis yeah you know for like 10 minutes and then it went away people were leaving though I observed that yeah some some people but (laughs) yeah some people yeah some people but diehard stayed there were people that were smart and brought nice rain jackets or a plastic bag to put over their friend's lap oh yeah shout out to you for that too (laughs) the power of plastic right there though I, I had no idea it would be that great but it worked out great <laughs> uh, but perfectly shot pk by roro too of course yeah i think if you ask us like who's the one player that if you had to choose someone to uh, kick a penalty kick at the very last minute and that determine if you won or not we would probably all choose roro right i don't think anyone would choose anyone else but him but of course at the same time you know you, you always i mean uh, i was like pretty high up there like he's gonna score but you just never know, of course, right? Because the PK is a 50-50, right? We've seen Cristiano, Messi, like, miss penalties. So, you know, no one's guaranteed that they'll always score. So there's always, you know, that, like, slight nervousness of, like, oh, please, please score this. Otherwise, you know, we're going to be here an extra 30 minutes. And the Fuego guys are not tired because they have only been running for a second half. So, 
Well, let's also remember that uh, Republic FC have a streak going on when it comes to PKs at home. This now makes it uh, five for five uh, overall for the season as far as combining USL and Open Cup. So this is the fifth straight uh, PK that they've had at home, fifth straight goal. So we're doing something right. I mean, I mean, the boys in red are doing something right when it comes to PK. So whoever's been training them uh, on the situations, keep them on for the next few years because this is <laughs> – this is our bread and butter this year so far, the PKs that we're getting at home. We have this incredible coach from uh, Toronto. You know, this is his first time coaching in the U.S., I think, um, and he's loving it here. So we're um, – and actually, we've got him – I think he's following the po- – or our, at least our Instagram profile mm-hmm. on um, – yeah, so we're happy that he's doing that. Hopefully, he's following us. We follow him, but um, – and we're so excited to have him because he he has good juju. I mean, he not Juju Chavez because <laughs> he plays for the other guys now, but he has good a good vibe with these guys. And I think he's a, he's a solid guy. He's growing with us, if you know what I mean. When you bring in a, a new coaching staff, everybody gets to grow together and grow up together. This is fabulous, and you know it bring it makes me happy to see Carlos celebrate just as hard as the guys who are on the field. Um, you know, cause that was another thing that we saw, but we have, like Jared, you said, this coaching staff, we need to keep them around a little bit because we're doing solid. If we need to build an underground Tim Hortons location in Sacramento, get it done. <laughs> what to hide, to hide the good stuff from the people who want to steal our good stuff, which happens all the time. Geo Aguilar. There we go. <sighs> it's, it's I'm an going- after trade. They took Geo. We got the, the coach from Toronto. Okay. All right. And after trade, I like your thinking. You're so funny. Does that (laughs) even exist anymore? I thought it was abolished NAFTA. Whatever. Anyhow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the the eyes off our good talent. No, nobody gets to have our good stuff anymore. Just eyes off. Let us, let us be for a season or two and build this uh, incredible dynasty that it looks like, you know, little by little, we're, we're putting the blocks in place. Now, I know we scored. I know we talked about all this other stuff, but moving on, we're going to be our next U.S. Open Cup, although we have two matches in between, our next Open Cup matches against Phoenix Handball Rising. So um, I have a funny Mm -hmm. feeling that's going to be a good, fun match for us. And I know, Jared, you wanted to play an MLS squad. No, Luis. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, no, Luis wanted to be at an MLS squad because that's always so much fun. But I'm kind of glad that we Jared's wish comes true because before <laughs> we even, you were just like, all right, all right, just give us, God damn it, give us Phoenix or whatever you said. I don't know. <laughs> you want oh, yeah. to be bad. I would say let us beat Phoenix. <laughs> and thankfully it came true. I mean, it may not be happening in Chandler, but. To be honest, I'm kind of glad it's happening at Heart Health Park because we need the support. Mm-hmm. And we also, probably the, exactly, we have fans, and probably half the crowd will probably be watching the Suns game or whatever. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> huh? If they're in Phoenix, so oh, yeah. well, good stuff. Oh yeah, so, so yeah, like you mentioned, Sharon, um, in I thought it was in two weeks, in three weeks, uh, I, I correct myself from earlier. We play against uh, Phoenix Rising in the fourth round, or also known as round of 32, uh, in this Open Cup on uh, May 11th at 7.30 p.m. And tickets are already on sale from what Sharon was letting me know earlier, right? So uh, you can actually go buy them already. So be at that game. We need to be extra loud. Uh, It's against one of our USL rivals, and we know our history we have with them. And they're not as strong as they were last season. Right, if we look at their US all stats right now. So I think it's a little more even now, right, Jared? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they uh, their their biggest star, Solomon Asante, actually signed with Indy Eleven uh, a couple of weeks ago. So granted, yes, they still have Santi Moore and a couple of other players, uh, but this this is not uh, the Phoenix Rising FC of the past couple of years. I mean, and it's showing they barely ha- it had to go 113 minutes to, to get their first goal uh, against. Uh, oh, I can't even remember who it was they were playing. It was a lower division. And last night, they barely got the, the one goal against uh, New Mexico United, who's there we go, Valley United. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So it took them 113 minutes to score against Valley United. Then they barely got the one goal against uh, New Mexico. I mean, this year, New Mexico, I'm not quite sure how, how well they're doing. They can't really be doing all that great, but still they're, they're just pulling at it, pulling it out of their backside. These past few games. <laughs> yeah. To, to, just barely. Right. But it's, it's enough for them. And we need to make sure that, you know, we, we're fully concentrated for that game, right? Because they might not be uh, playing as Fuego. I, I don't think they're going to come out like Fuego did and just park the bus in the first half. I think hey, Phoenix is going to go all out. You never know. You, you you just never know. I mean, they may try the same tactic, but you just never know. So <laughs> there's so much. We blew our score predictions on the game last night. Nobody got it. Nobody got the first score. Um, and we don't care because we won. <laughs> Although Tina, if you're listening, Tina, Tina got the score right. She predicted a 2-1 win in regulation, and it came true. It happened. Mm-hmm. And then, Jared, you and Luis both had 3-2, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And it didn't happen. 4-2 didn't yes. happen. Although 2 plus 2 is 4 and 1 plus 1 is 2. So if you multiplied the score line by 2, I got it. But whatever. Yeah. We're not supposed to do math this season. <laughs> well, if we're doing that, 3 minus 1 is 2 and 2 minus 1 is 1. So 2, 1. So me and Jared got it too. If, if you just subtract 1, right? We'll have to figure out why we subtract 1 or why... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, well, yeah, um, we're not having difficult things. D- despite so, that, you, Sharon, and Jared actually did get a point. And you can thank me what? later, of course, because it was thanks to me that you guys got a point. What? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. You guys had a point. So if all of our listeners uh, remember regulation. I mentioned extra time got you a bonus point. And in, in the last show, we mentioned uh, that. And I was the one who brought it up. Now, how about we do an extra time, yes or no? get an extra point. You and Jared said no extra time. And I said extra time. And it, well, we Jared went right to the running, very last minute. <laughs> we're running around the studio, high-fiving each other right now in our, in our virtual studio, Jared, high five. Woo. Clink. High five. <laughs> Which I am not mad. I was glad we didn't go to extra time. I mean, I wanted to win and I mentioned it before. So, but I was close to getting a point, right? I was, I was a minute away <laughs> from that actually away. happening. <laughs> So current standings, uh, I have three points and you and Jared have two points. So catching up. Ooh, I don't Almost feel like so much of a loser. <laughs> <laughs> like the back song. I'm a loser, baby. <laughs> oh, the, so now the question is, do you guys have your predictions for RGV this Saturday? Yes. I was thinking about that all day. Jared, have you been thinking about it? Uh, not previously, but I already am now. I I probably need to put both the RGV and the uh, Las Vegas lights matches out in case I can hop on or just do it. I'll text it to you guys before May 4th, you know, cause I'll be on a, a weird time situation. Um, so I'm going, this is going to sound bad and I'm sorry about this Sacramento Republic, but I'm going with one, one tie. Um, and Keiko is due for a freaking goal because he's got to stop being so dang nice. So I'm going 1-1 Keiko. When you said, I'm sorry, I thought you were going to say we're going to lose. <laughs> I was initially going to have RGV because they're they're a little bit hot right now. I was going to give them the 1-0 mm-hmm. win, but I'm, I, can't, I can't do that to my squad. I can't. I have faith in my squad. If they win, I'm loving it, but I'm still going to go with a 1-1. All right, Jared? I'm going to go 2 nil, And I know Sac- that's a little bold. Yeah, Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, come on. I know what yesterday was, but I didn't partake in it. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, no, I, I had 2 nil, And I am going to go with uh, Luis Felipe. Interesting choice. Interesting mm. choice. Luis Urbano, what you got? I got a 2-1 Sacramento winning. And I got Douglas Jr. getting uh, his goal. I think he's he's due a goal already, right? He started off with the goal, and he's he's been eating a goal. Yesterday, he had a pretty good game. We saw him run a lot. I know, Sharon, you pointed that out, right? That this is a different Doug than what we saw in that first game in the first half. Yeah. So yeah. He's, he's doing good. 
he's doing good. But if Keko and guys, if you're listening to this pod, can you please, please, please tell Keko, like shine his shoes, give him the magic, whatever, and tell him he needs to score the first goal um, away on Saturday night. Please just tell him, because I know sometimes he probably doesn't listen to the podcast, but maybe a couple of you do. So pass the word on Connor. If you get a chance to talk to Keko, tell him he needs to score for Sharon's sake, because... I'm going to be in London and it would be just dandy if on the 30th of April that, oh, wait, no, it would be, wait, what? No, this weekend. Oh, what am I thinking? Um, I am not thinking. Well, he, he can week- score. He can score on the 30th too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can. There's so many games that I'm going to be missing the home games and the away games, but yeah, against RGB, somebody please let Keko know he must score. He, you know, it's kind of, yeah, he just must first goal. Come on, Keko, pull it out. Yeah, like the, don't be selfish just for one moment. <laughs> one moment. Please be selfish. <laughs> Roro, set him up on a dime, you know, Jack, make sure Keko gets the, make sure Keko gets a really good ball. You know, come on guys, help me out a little bit. I, I need a point. Go on, Keko, treat yourself. <laughs> I swear to you. I don't know what I do, but I mean, Keko, I'll bake you some brownies or something, whatever you want. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I know. Good, good thing you said this today, not yesterday, but all right. I would have thought yeah. something else yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, one thing to mention with RGV is that uh, they've had two home games uh, so far this season, and both of them have been 2-1 losses. So I'm just saying my prediction was 2-1. So hopefully they make it a third 2-1 loss consecutive at home. Okay, so, what's the most recent game? Most oh, recent game yesterday, our, uh, our losing okay. Dynamo. Um, okay, but th- they did good. beat New York Red Bulls. But as Jared said, Red Bulls, too, have Ooh. not been good. Anybody's going to beat the Red Bulls. <laughs> ooh. Okay, so, ooh, I should change my prediction. But then North Carolina, oy, oy, oy. oh, they got beat by San Antonio. I thought that they were a little hotter than that. Oh, they're not as hot as I thought they were. Yuck. Huh. Ooh, I would change my scoreline. Well, anyhow, I'll leave it at one one. <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. t- teams can be like that, and uh, yeah, they can be streaky. Yeah, it, yeah. it could happen. So we'll see what happens too. But uh, for all of y'all watching, uh, whether it's on the Fox Forty app or on ESPN Plus, uh, RGV Toros against Sac Republic on Saturday, April twenty third, uh, just in about a day or so. If you're listening on a Thursday. Um, and the game starts at 5.30 p.m., so it's a little bit earlier than usual. So check it out, and uh, yeah, we'll see. we'll see how things go. If we manage to get a win, get all three points, then we could actually uh, be in fourth spot uh, where Las Vegas currently sits at, although they do have two more games than we do. So uh, it's, it's a good three points. Uh, it puts us pretty solid up there um, when you compare matches played to the others. Yeah, I'm just taking a quick look at the the calendar. So it looks like that that match against RGV is in Texas. So that explains the uh, the start time. And then April 30th against Vegas is at home. And then May 4th against New Mexico at home. Uh, that's a, a Wednesday match for that one. Yeah. So they have quite quite a lot of games going on right from now all the way to uh, the game against El Paso on the 18th. And they get a a good break before they play uh, during Memorial Day weekend against Oakland over over in Oakland. So my plans for Memorial Day just got changed. I probably should go to Oakland. Hmm. I still need to look up fares and uh, hotels uh, for that. Got it. It should be a good one. Um, And, you know, we haven't been to Blue's Clues Field yet. So I think we 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 need to go because they owe us a game. Right. And, and I've already got a hotel in mind over in Alameda. Oh, nice. Nice. Hey, that's that's great. Uh, we're really excited for that game and for the game against Monterey. So a couple of games coming to everyone uh, at the Bay Area in a matter of, what, two months, right? Oh, I mean, even twice in Monterey, right? Because we are playing against them twice this summer. So, yeah, should be fun, especially at the Bay Area with the good weather. So. Hey fans, if you're listening in, we have bonus uh, bonus footage for you right now. We're just going to uh, roll the post-game press conference from the 
uh, pertinent parts and enjoy listening to Dan Casey, Coach Mark Briggs, and Roro. Enjoy. Yeah, we don't seem to do things easy this year. Uh, fairness to the lads, we dug in for the whole game and we ended up getting the result, which was the most important thing. How did you think the coverage was for you when you stepped forward? Yeah, no, we're, we're getting there. We're As the games are going, we're getting more relationships between us are getting better and it'll get with time we're going to get better and better but uh, we're definitely every game is an improvement so we just need to keep working hard yeah obviously to score a last last second game winner is what it's all about and when you play cup games it's all about winning and we've won and we're in the draw tomorrow and that's all that matters uh, I thought we were excellent in the first half uh, but we should have been 4-0 up again early in the second half. We missed a couple of chances, but fair play to the boys. They dug in, they found that extra gear, and they got a penalty at the end, and Roro stepped up, cool, calm, collective, and puts the ball in the back of the net, and we're in the next round. When the guys were feeling a little bit more pressure and things got a little more frenetic, how did they figure out, how did you coach them to calm down and just play the game? Yeah, I think it was right what you said there. It's sometimes like... It's hectic, the fans are getting into it, the ref wasn't giving us much and we, we started to get more more focused on the ref rather than playing the game. Um, and once we, once we calmed down a little bit and started to connect passes, you see our quality. Um, and then at the end there, we managed to connect four or five passes and force a penalty and uh, we win the game through that. So once we calmed down, I felt we were, we were very good with possession of the ball and uh, obviously Rora steps up and wins the game, so it's, it's great. Yeah, I mean, all these games are going to be uh, competitive. You know, we're playing a, a team division lower than us, but at the same time, that doesn't mean it's not going to be a close game. Um, against Portland, it became a little easier because we scored a couple in the first few minutes, but, you know, Fresno made it hard. They have a good team. They're well coached. So, um, you know, a win's a win. Uh, at this point of the Open Cup, uh, we'll take anything. Coach talked about how well you calm the team down when you're out on the field. Tell us a little bit about how you did that when it got a little frenetic. Yeah, I feel like um, the second half I could have, I wasn't getting the ball as much. Um, maybe I should have done a little more to get on the ball, but um, the, you know, it's just one of those games where I just couldn't find the ball towards the end. The first half, I thought I, I had the ball a little more. Um, second half, very little. Um, maybe that's that's something I need to do a little bit better but my team stepped up and the, t the players stepped up and obviously it's a team effort so well great stuff guys um any final parting words here before we say goodbye for tonight well go republic and if anybody has any connections with man city chelsea or any of those clubs over the next couple of weeks give me a shout because i need to get me some tickets to an english premier league match so yeah Hit me up through uh, whatever State of the Republic podcast page. I don't care. Uh, you'll find me. I just need help. I want to go to games. <laughs> All right. So that, was, that was self-serving. All right. <laughs> it was a uh, wonderful night last night. Can't get it out of my mind. Can't wait to have more soccer in my life. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of self-serving, if, if anyone knows of any good pizza places in New York City, uh, definitely let me know. I'll, Hopefully there should be some room left after the uh, the half brisket, half uh, pastrami from Captain's Delicatessen. So I know I'm going to end up wobbling my way to Montclair. Uh, that's that's Sunday, but that's in a couple weeks. Hey, speaking of, you know, Mike Defont, you recognize that they. Uh, sorry, we can't leave without giving a shout out to Defont's little team that was the last man standing of the amateur clubs. Um, in the U.S. Open Cup, and they won a purse of $25,000. And, Jared, I think you spotted that, right? Yes, because the fact that they're from Morristown, and that's actually where I'm going to be staying at in New Jersey. So I had to give a quick recognition to, to Mike and FC Motown for it. In fact, uh, I even joked a little bit about the about the prize you know, to FC Motown, telling them, well, since they're suddenly flushing cash maybe they can buy me one of those big tacos from tito's burritos in in morristown <laughs> that's so cute so also defunct could give you a good uh recommendation for a good pizza in new york you know because the dude is relatively close by yeah and then of course if, if he's free on on the eighth you know he, he's more welcome to let me know and I'll, and I'll buy him his ticket for the match yeah he used to play with the red bulls so 
Oh, that, that's cool. Well, well, you guys mentioned that too. I mean, shout out to all the lower div teams who actually won in the Open Cup, right? And I think the one that stood out to me the most was Union Omaha. And yes. if you all watched our, our town hall, it's so crazy, right? They were losing 2-1 at extra time uh, at Chicago, at Soldier Field, in like the 115th minute or so. They actually tie again in the extra time uh, and at the very last minute. And then they take it to PKs where they end up winning 5-4. That's, that's just so awesome. A League One team beating an MLS side. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it must have been the game of their lives out there because it's not an easy feat to not only beat an MLS team, but beat him at home. Exactly. And Chicago has been a little bit on a streak. And then also um, another cup set was Detroit city. Of course they had a home game um, against the Columbus crew and another, another little cup set that we talked about in prior podcasts at the live. We're just very proud of all these little cup sets, you know? Yeah, always great. And and they always happen, right? There's always the, some of those games that inevitably happen this Open Cup, and that's why we enjoy watching it so much there. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm really curious to see Jared's memes when we play against Detroit City later on, because I have a feeling we're going to see some Spider-Man in those memes. That's so cute. And if you all don't understand what I'm talking about, Detroit City has a home kit that is basically identical to Sac Republic's. Instead, they're sponsored by the opposite rival sponsor as us. <laughs> so it, it's it's quite interesting. You guys go look at the kit. It looks so identical to ours. So yeah, I, it, I, yeah. <laughs> it it took me a minute to figure out uh, which Spider-Man. I mean, because there's there's several, but then once you got into more details, oh right, right, right. The, the pointy well, one. <laughs> well. I, I don't know because their their main kit sponsors the uh, Detroit Metro uh, Chevy dealers, whereas ours is UC Davis Health. So I well, don't know. I'll uh, have to, I'll have to have a look at the uh, the uniforms for them. Oh, I, I meant the 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 kit supplier. Not sorry, not the sponsor. The kit suppliers. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> okay. So uh, the, hey. there's a situation there. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jared Shern, thank you so much uh, for being on here tonight. And uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners, as always, for all the support that you give to us. Uh, We really appreciate it. And we wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it weren't for all your amazing support. So have a great night, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Podcast stickers are available. We need to make a jingle for that, I think, with the song. (laughs) (laughs) Am I muted? Uh, there we go. No, nope, I got. Nope, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah. Did I do an Elsa on you? No, no, no. You're you're all, all good. I was just thinking uh, Luis was gonna uh, pitch in with a couple comments here, but, uh, but... where'd you go? Is uh, anybody there? Hello. <laughs> what are you doing back there? I mean, dude, you're the like wizard behind the curtain, and all of a sudden, you know, we didn't see any feet there for a little while. <laughs> Wizard's got to pull strings too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was searching for the the time frame. I think he was searching for the time frame when Fresno actually scored their their goal. Either yeah, that or I, I, I thought I had it in my notes, but I it, yeah I, I I just had the my thoughts on the goal, but not the not the minute. I forgot to put the minute on there. Um, so that's where you went. You had to go. You had to step outside for a second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good now. I, I got it from, from the records here. <laughs> Dan. Who's close to the shooter? Uh, oh, no, never mind. It's, um, Keiko. Is that, that's not Wait, Duke. Oh. Is that Duke? Closing mm. in on the far side? Closing in on the guy who's like wide freaking open with his arm in the air? This right Who's here. that? Hey, dude. We've got this hot coach. No, I don't. No, oh God, not the word hot. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Stop it. So Wait. You know, we couldn't keep him hidden. Oh, wrong. no. We're it's the third round. Talent here. hidden away. Oh, you know, it's like, Elsa. no, I Elsa. Other Elsa. Elsa. Damn. Oh, no. <laughs> well, well, no. We don't know who you said we, you stole. You left us in suspense. Who did you steal? Gio. Gio got stolen. If you if you listen up, unless you were planning on sticking it in at some point during yeah. the... Yeah, I'm going to stick this next part I, I just said after. 
Oh, um, move this where it belongs to. Luis just gave more. Edit number two. Blooper. Yeah, yeah. It's all gonna stay there, just so y'all know. I mean, we get so caught up on what happened at the game that it's like, oh wait, yeah, there's that. Yeah, and especially since Sharon was out in the rain, you know, we've so, got to make sure. It's yeah. There. <laughs> we we did mention, and you could insert your little voice. You know, there were parts during our our broadcast, our podcast tonight, where we did say or refer to the post game press conference. So and so said X Y Z, and maybe you could just insert a little clip that says, "Oh, and let's play that." I don't know. Just saying. That was great. Hey, that was a great one. I think we should always just copy and paste that audio recording. <laughs> And yeah. you've got an everyone. Okay. <laughs> so people know when it's coming. They're like, oh, yep, there goes Sharon. She's making the comment, too. We're about to listen to the press conference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> even, when right, you're not, even when you're traveling to Europe, we could still have your voice on the podcast. That's going to happen soon, by the way, to everyone listening. I'm going to start inserting clips of some of us talking, saying funny things throughout the shows. Oh, goodness. On repeat. Cool. It's going to be like a, a thing now. <laughs> so oh. Be careful what you say. That goes to me too, of course, right? But, yeah. Of course, especially when you, especially when you get like when you forget something, and all of a sudden your voice just goes blah, 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 and it's like he didn't say anything. He was just stuttering over his words or stumbling over his words, and you didn't really say anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I stayed quiet too. Oh, that happened earlier. But I was like, when? Are, yeah, I'm trying. that's where. Oh my God, Luis! I swear to you, Jared. This man sitting next to him at a game is like sitting next to a twin, um, uh, whatchamacallit, fan. We, it was like we were feeding off of each other with the comments that we're making. And it was so good. It was so much fun. You got to do it with us sometime, Jared, because Luis is um, boisterous. We'll put it that way. <laughs> oh, what, one of these times, one of these times. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it in Oakland or Monterey Ooh, or whatever. In Oakland, yes, that would be or Monterey, one of those two, whichever one works yeah. out. Yeah, it has yeah. to be an away one. Well, an away one region, we're all bundled up in the same spot, so uh-huh. it'll, it'll work out. All right, guys. <laughs>